Welcome to the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Lee. Thanks for coming on the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's going... Yeah, it's going to be fun because, uh, like I said, I've mentioned the topic that we have in mind for today to a few of my clients. They got excited, which gets me excited. I'm a insane on the extroverted scale. Like you know, I'm all the way on the the high end of that. So nice, okay. For, yeah, so I'm ready to rock and roll. So glad to have you here. Thank um, you. So you're tuning in from Colorado, correct? I am. Yes. Yeah, zooming yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. So before we uh, touch on the topic a little bit more and get your formal introduction, I'd love to know something that really connects you to Colorado. Like, what what do you like about being there? Ooh, well, I'll tell you because I just spent the last couple of months in on the East Coast um, mm-hmm. with my family because my father was in the hospital and. Mm being back there for two months and i'm from the east coast specifically new jersey and then manhattan and brooklyn being back here Mm -hmm. i'm realizing that my nervous system just love and i live in the mountain i live like bordering a a state forest Mm. and um my nervous system just loves these loves the mountains loves nature loves being submersed into all the greenery and the animals and i i saw a moose over the past mm. couple of days just walking through our through our yard say no yeah. more yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, there's, I mean right right yeah yeah I, I can't even tell like i can't even express to you what it what it does what it does for me as far as medicine mm. yeah for my brain and my body Yes. Yeah. We're, yeah. In the you're in the green zone. That's like. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just that term has a whole bucket of what it, context for people to understand n- what nature does for exactly what you're saying: our body, our nervous system, mm. and all the the highways that connect the things <laughs> to the physical mm-hmm. health. You know. So yes, I love. Yeah, I love that like idea of being in love with the land and having awe around every day. Mother Nature TV every day, favorite <laughs> channel. <laughs> so, yes, all right, yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, I think that is a good segue into our topic today, which is you coaching mm-hmm. and psychedelics. So, uh, just tell me a little bit more about your coaching and if you could try to for me like separate the i don't know what stands out like between you know just a coach and like what you're doing can you know there's like there's basically there are coaches for almost everything mm-hmm. these days you know like a coach that let's say specializes in dating mhm They'll obviously have more experience with clients, uh, you know, in this particular niche and will have their, their sort of finger on the pulse as far as like current dating, current dating sites and maybe have examples of like what to do on a date if someone needs that. But ultimately, 
Mm-hmm. Any skilled coach can coach someone as far as getting clarity on what they want. And this is in this and in this examples like what do I want in a partner? What might be in the way of me taking steps in finding this partner? You know, cert, like for example, certain behavioral patterns and limiting beliefs and things like that. Mm. So the most important thing is that the coachee or the client is honoring themselves mm. and what they value. And you know, when we honor our, our core values, we tend to feel more empowered and fulfilled. A, a core value mm-hmm. um, represents who we are right now, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. here and now. And they are the principles that we that we hold to be of worth in our lives. So when we don't honor our core values or we step on our core values, mm-hmm. we often feel lack of like harmony mm-hmm. and, um, and dissonance mm-hmm. in our lives, and which could lead to making us feel anxious and depressed. So if you're a skilled coach, you can help people. Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm-hmm. so it's yes, there are niches, and my niche happens to be combining my coaching with the tool of microdosing psychedelics. Mm. Cool. Yeah. When I don't have my core values, let's see, like, you know, just I'm not making decisions by them week to week, mm-hmm. day to day. I feel a, a lack of peace. In my Peace. life, I feel yes. a lot of tension. Yes, of course. You know, I, I and people that listen to this podcast like know that I have some history with depression, anxiety, grief, PTSD, and also that I have a current experience with exploring consciousness mm. and really like what is it finding like more meaning with uh, like a life that's I'm able to thrive in and aiming for less, you know, uh, measures of illness and lack of, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, and honestly, apply I apply that to everything from budgeting to the clients that I take on to how I uh, choose to work, uh, be a dog mom. Like mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, and and one of the things that I'm excited about this episode um, and having our conversation is that the past few seasons and episodes, we've really, I, I've been covering several ideas around tools for self-care mm-hmm. and things that are centered on modifying like our state of awareness and being and, and to have the conversations that require us to say yes and this also all truth, you know, a yes, and we can do this. Yes. Or we don't have to choose that. Or no, I was about to say, yeah. or no, <laughs> or no, or no, and set up yeah. boundaries. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> oh, man. So, you know, in, you know, sometimes I think about um, tools for self-care and yeah, how to set up boundaries around like, what what you actually engage with. I mean, that goes from apps to, you know, your partners and your medicines and your exercise. But um, it really is 
just being like less binary and providing more framework, more dis uh, and and ideas from disciplines. Mm. And so I'm here for that. And I feel like, you know, we're right in the middle of all this, like where we are changing our minds about, you know, uh, how to expand consciousness and how to expand our self love and our self care. Right. So, yeah. It's because, yeah. Well, it's become, it's always the practices have always been around, but it's becoming more mainstream for sure. Yeah. There's yeah. like influencers yes. <laughs> that are specific yes. to, you know, this kind of self development. So I think that mm-hmm. I was having, I was listening to a podcast this morning. And I was like, oh man, he's like an influencer in this space. And I just thought that was kind of cool. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, and by the way, we're, I hear you, everything you just yeah. said. I mean, we're on, we're totally on the same page. I mean, yeah, this is like my, like, I fo- I'm following everything you're, you're saying, like on a daily basis, or at least I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's, I guess that's why Gigi wanted us to hook up and he, you know, shout out to him for putting this together and yes, producing thank it. you, Gigi. Thank yeah. you, Gigi. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my 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 goal, my dream for uh, my podcast production is to like have him in the background, like you know, either tell like throwing hints at me or yes. um, yeah. <laughs> being like, oh, oh, hold on, and you know, and he puts his thinking cap on and then gives us a different full perspective. Anyways, Gigi's got a great mind, and I'm glad to have him involved in this whole production so shout out to him cheers to Gigi (laughs) so let's uh let's start with the coaching stuff so you know can you explain the difference between a coach and other types of health professionals such as psychologists and licensed social workers yes so I do get this question quite a bit and the best way that I have found to explain it is with an analogy okay so it's it's a yeah um Analogies. I'm. Le- I keep. It keeps getting more and more confirmed in my head. Like analogies and metaphors are so freaking powerful to explain things. It's. Uh, it's kind of mind mind boggling as far as communication wise. Mm. So so this is the how to ride a bicycle analogy. Okay. So if you approached a therapist, a consultant, and a coach, and ask each one, how do I learn to ride a bicycle? Mm-hmm. The therapist would have you approach the bicycle and would ask you like how it feels, ah. um, what prior associations you you might have with the bicycle, with bicycles and stuff like that. The consultant would get on the bicycle, ride the bicycle, <laughs> right? And write the instructions or or like the how to operate the bicycle, yeah. and then they would just give those to you. And you're on your own. A coach would say, okay, in a very pleasant way. They would say, okay, I invite you to get on the bike and I'll walk alongside you until you can do it on your own. Mm. So I, I said, like, in a pleasant, like, to invite someone, it's, 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 I'm very often finding myself saying, I, I invite you to, mm-hmm. you know, do this. It, it's just a, easy pleasant way to mm-hmm. yeah so how does that how does that that land with, i like it you? i would also i want to add a cheerleader into this one Ooh, <laughs> yeah somebody yes. running behind you or in front of absolutely. you with the pom-poms absolutely yeah. yes yeah. yeah 
Male yeah, or and female and cheerleader, in, doesn't matter. <laughs> no, in in <clears throat> no, I'm glad you said that because yeah. in in coaching, in at least in the program that I was cert- that I got certified in, um, mm-hmm. it's called championing. Mm. So you all championing is so powerful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's. Uh, can we dig into that word, that term, a little bit? Like championing. Like ex- yeah, like an example of that. Yeah, you can use the bike or any other. I mean, when someone, no matter what, whatever someone is dealing with, mm-hmm. whatever they're maybe stuck with, or whatever they're trying to make a change with, when they take a first step, which could be a baby step, a, a big step, whatever, but even if it's a baby step, to me or to someone else, okay, yeah, I do that all, I do that all, you know, that's not a problem for me. But for that person, it's like they just, climbed Mount Everest. Mm. So it's mm. so important to champion or mm-hmm. cheerlead mm-hmm. and and celebrate. Mm. It's a celebration. So because just so why wouldn't you want someone to celebrate yeah. things with you? Oh man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Every month. <laughs> so um you're aware of the work that I do with the hands-on technique, yes, muscle activation yes. technique. Very, very much so, yes. <laughs> Sometimes, I do this several times a day probably. I'll look at my client when we're done and they're doing their movements. I'm rechecking things and I go, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. And they turn oh. around and they're like, me too. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, you know, and celebrating ourselves for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just, you know, because... Uh, because sometimes I found like uh, like at that you know that closing moment of the session where I'm mm-hmm. like oh range of motion looks good feel less pain less tightness great 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 I sometimes hear people even they have self doubt even in that moment they're mm-hmm. like are you sure you know and I'm like yes I just saw it and I'm proud of myself for well, unlocking that and when <laughs> you just said that to me uh huh when you said when you just said you know recalled that experience and i and you said you're you're you said that you're proud of yourself your face lit up you smiled mm. and i'm wondering you know cuz because that's what that's what that's the result that we want mm. that's the result i want my client to feel so i'm curious to know what you were at that moment when you were proud of yourself well um it it is it's also I I started doing that as a solution to some of the common frustrations I have with running a business and mm. not having a boss and holding myself to standards and mm. and this podcast like I you know I I do a lot of tactical work creative work communications and yeah I just you know I was just thought it was a, it's it's a solution for me to compartmentalize things so that they are they're just better received and by me and my satisfaction because at the end of the day I love helping people but I'm also here to create this great environment mm-hmm. so I thrive and I help people and they are able to support themselves and them, their families and their pets and whatever better or their vocations you know so uh, when I so when I say that I I feel relief, I feel 
I think that's the the biggest one. It was solving a frustration that I had. Mm. Yeah. And managing, maybe managing well, obviously a a voice has well, not obviously, but I would say, well, you know what? What's coming to me mm. is the word is is the word you use is peace, relief, mm. peace. I don't know. It's just the like just contributing to the peace. The every way we can find mm-hmm. anytime we can find management tools like the one that you just described to me it just it's just putting peace in the piggy bank mm. yeah. oh and yeah peace piggy bank i love that peace piggy bank <laughs> yeah oh man so back to the coaching <laughs> yes yes um i know you guys are here for my life anecdotes and <laughs> mm. uh yeah so what what's like a common thread with the folks that you work with yeah, that's it. the only common thread. I'm finding myself wanting to give you examples, but the most com like different examples, but the mm-hmm. co- most common thread is someone who wants to make a change in their life. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what most people come to me for. They're, they're stuck with something. They want to make a change and they're, and hopefully they're tired of it enough to, that that's the right timing to make that change. And, yeah. And I would say like, I would say some of some, some common changes that people want to make or are related to limiting beliefs, mm. feeling stuck, as I mentioned, um, it just accelerating one's personal growth. I have experience with assisting my clients getting off of SSRIs and anti-anxiety and anti-depression medications in conjunction with microdosing. Mm. It's one of the, it's it's a really amazing benefit. So it can really be anything. Yeah. So that I imagine that the the last piece that you just mentioned, you're, you're providing a bridge from, you know, not being sick care that they've advanced through towards like self-reliance and confidence listen i took adderall for a couple of years when i was going through this was like you know like i guess like eight years ago for a couple of years when i was going through a, a divorce and also mm. when my my dog was dying and i chose to do that because it helped me get through and helped me take the actions to to just do it mm. and yeah up and getting depressed and it started to make my nervous. I started getting my hands. I was cr- mm-hmm. cracking my knuckles all the time and feeling tension in my arms and in my neck. And so I knew, I knew, I, I knew it wasn't serving me anymore. So yes, mm-hmm. getting through that. Yes. Wow. That's something I definitely would point some of my clients to because I, I, I see so I see so many different transitions in this work. And part of this podcast space to allow me to mm. find good sources of information for people. Yes. Um, but also so like I can help people and myself like reconcile like life transitions. And you know what and I feel like coaching is, you know, it's just like so, it can be so powerful because it's full of intention and full of choice. 
And man, yes, hell yeah, okay, oh yeah. <laughs> Before we uh, meander over to like the second part of this mm-hmm. conversation. What what else about coaching should we mention before going in that direction? Jeez, um, what else about coaching? Anything mm-hmm. about your? Uh, I mean, I feel like that you just shower, shared a powerful piece of your experience that may have got you into where you are at now. Are there anything? Is there anything else that your experience speaks to that you'd like to share? I started my coaching pr- practice three years ago. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, when I moved to Colorado with with my current partner mm-hmm. and with with Karina and mm-hmm. and um, we were both just ready for a change, but me specifically, I went through professionally a bunch of different things. Um, worked with my family in a family business for a little while. I was an actor. Mostly for fun, but sometimes I got paid for it, and I'm st- and I still do it for fun. I was playing professional poker for a little while, <laughs> um, just kind of trying trying different things. And from I, I, there was a, a voice in in me that, and it, a voice and a feeling in me that just like this is not this is not enough for me. This is not it. Mm-hmm. Like there's something more. And so we moved here just a few months before the pandemic, and it just opened up a lot of time for me to think and ponder and wander around these this these the 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 forest here and i always had a this idea in the back of my head that i thought i would be a good coach and so i followed my curiosity with that and i also started microdosing just on my own at the same time. And so I feel like the microdosing opened the pathways or just made it easier for me to follow my curiosity mm-hmm. instead of letting my inner critic come in and say, you know, no, you should get, you know, you're he- get a job, see what's going on in Boulder, get a j- get a nine get to five job, job. <laughs> get yourself, you know, get yourself stable, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't do that. And now I, I am, I'm actually getting goosebumps as I'm saying this. I this is what I was looking for. Mm. This is what I was looking for. I am I'm helping people, mm-hmm. like really helping people, like mm-hmm. with like walking towards peace in their lives mm-hmm. and less suffering. And at the same time, selfishly, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. So yeah. it's so good for my brain. I, like, yeah. it, it's so fulfilling. So yeah, yeah, man. What a time to be alive. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What if I told you the biggest thing standing in the way of peak performance is potentially something as simple as changing how you breathe? We at Think Fit Be Fit rely on science for new ways to optimize performance. That's why we've partnered with NeuroPeak Pro and their new product, the Intel Belt. NeuroPeak has developed the next generation of wearable tech. This belt is a real-time training device designed to teach users how to breathe properly in order to strengthen their resilience to stress, recover quickly, and effectively execute the task in front of them. If you're ready to begin unleashing the true power of breath, 
Download the free NoroPeak Pro app to experience their precision breath training or dive deeper into the science of breath training by visiting thinkfitbefitpodcast.com slash NPP. Your best training is a breath away. Yeah, let's get into the 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 microdosing piece of this. Yeah, I've dabbled in it uh, a bunch myself. Um, mm-hmm. And have made some mistakes. <laughs> I've also had incredible experiences. And I specifically, I, I, I love the creativity of creating content and podcasting and sharing my thoughts and conversations. So I'll use it to become more, uh, to work more creatively, to open up my funnel really to like yes. get get the thoughts on paper. You know, one of the things I realized is that I have done I've done the work. Like I have incredible connected experiences every day and that you know, the microdosing uh you know, it's not a complete it's not something I absolutely need at all, but I just feel incredible freedom and liberty and being able to explore, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, did you um, read Carl Hart's book, Drug Use for Adults? I have not read it. I've not read that. No. Do you know that name, Carl Hart? I know the name, but I've not read it. Well, one of my favorite pieces of that. Yeah, it's awesome. He's got a bunch of really great interviews out there, like uh, Joe Rogan a couple times and some long format stuff where you can really hear him. But, you know, one of the things that he points out is like, I like true liberty, Mm -hmm. true freedom of choice. We would be able to choose, you know, which drugs that we use, just like I can go pick out which beer or cider or wine that I want. Yes. Of course, it would be total chaos if we just made everything legal. Not, I understand that. And he is a neuroscientist. Maybe, yeah. maybe, 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 yeah. Maybe, yeah. So he is a neuroscientist. He is mm-hmm. uh, like tenured at Columbia and he's an open drug user. Okay. And his his whole point is if we can choose, that that's like the most important thing. So anyways, mm-hmm. I just want to say I, I stand for that as well. Like I feel so privilege to be able to choose a medicine yes. like this and not and anyways so and and, and, and just to add to that yeah. just such a powerful medicine and such a gentle medicine mm-hmm. yeah gentle yes it is i remember the first time i i no maybe the second time i said to myself wow like i could see how this could be medicine for someone that i i mean i've had depression i've had anxiety and clinical depression i i could see how this could work. I could feel it. And I, that helped me grow more empathy. Mm-hmm. And um, just for that little thought, you know, yes. that I think is actually a big thought, but um, <laughs> yes. a small moment in time. Yeah. So I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Yes. So what, what's the 411 here? How do you get it into your coaching? Like, are people interested in it? Are people scared of it? Are, are they running towards it too fast? <laughs> It, you know what, it depends on their experience with it, if if they have any. So normally people who do not have any experience with psychedelics are a little bit more hesitant. And there's a motto when it comes to 
starting and calculating your, your dosage, which is low and slow. So just go low, go low dosage and just go slowly. So yes, so experience-wise, if someone has experience with psychedelics, they're just like, yeah, bring it on. Just tell me what mm-hmm. to do. I'm going to show up and they're super excited. So yeah, it's and, and then there are just some people in the middle where, I mean, everyone needs the, I won't, yeah, I mean, everyone needs either to do their own research or guidance on the on a protocol and mm-hmm. what's happening and the mm-hmm. best way how to get the most out of it and mm. stuff like that. It's like becoming more familiar. That's, I think, one thing. But the other thing is when people are are scared of a substance, of a medicine, any medicine, like I, I have a long list of medicines that I'm scared of. And, you know, we want to think about like the risk-benefit analysis. Mm-hmm. Like how do you got, like what are some of the risk-benefit analysis that you would kind of point towards for a potential client journey (laughs) well well there's there's the journey Mm -hmm. which is a macro dose and then there's micro dosing Mm -hmm. which is a micro dose is not is nothing like a a journey at all Uh, at all yeah agree yeah i can can, yeah yes absolutely (laughs) so so which one i mean my specialty, although I've done, you know, I have experience with mac- with macrodosing, my specialty is microdosing. So, mm-hmm. which the only risks, and these are mostly risks for for macrodosing. So, these are mm-hmm. even less than um, for, for microdosing, or even non-existent to microdosing. Or if you suffer from, let's say, a family his- history of psychosis, paranoia. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, and I'm not exactly totally sure why this is, but men, men specifically with color blindness. Oh, interesting. And yeah. also people suffering from um, tinnitus. Other than that, if your dosage is when you're figuring out your dosage and calibrating your dosage, is if your dosage is um, your microdose is like, so basically what we want to do is come up with a window. You get yourself mm-hmm. f- familiarized with how. It affects you, mm-hmm. and it affects everyone differently. Oh, yeah, like it's everyone chemistry. differently. Yep. So, if you go outside of your window a little bit too high of a dosage, it can make you feel ang- a little bit anxious. Yeah, I've um, experienced that. Yeah. Also, it can make you feel kind of like tired, where you mm. just want to get 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 into bed. The yawnies get lots yawny, of yawny, tired. Yeah. Um, other than that, those are the those are the two, and then you know, within a few hours. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but macrodosing everything that I just mentioned—the you know—it could put someone. It could put someone into psychosis if if it runs in their family. So mm-hmm. that's obviously um, very serious. Do you have so back like back to the microdosing? Do people mm-hmm. pursue uh, like a hike or like? physical experiences with the microdose or is it more introspective and journaling there are so the physical so there there is a so a microdose mm-hmm. can fall under a few different categories mm-hmm. the main uh, so there's the microdose mm-hmm. there's also what's known as a vitamin dose which is even smaller than a microdose where 
it's li- it's literally subperceptual. You don't feel anything, mm-hmm. but it's still doing its job mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. in the brain. Mm-hmm. With a microdose, it usually brings physically brings energy, mm-hmm. yeah, more focus, and physically, like I, one of my favorite things to do when when I microdose is is is, is exercise. Yeah. Okay. I love exercise. I love it, it. It like make for me. I kind of have to force myself to go to the gym mm-hmm. and do more than like ten minutes. You know. Yeah. Like it, but it just makes it so much more fun for me. I, I've I've definitely had that experience, and you know, I didn't ask directly because I just didn't want to make it about me. But um, I yeah, I've definitely I enjoy exercise, and like that, it like doubles down on it for me. It does um, double. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So and like I've definitely done like some hikes with the microdose, and that's pretty magical. There's actually um, something called a hydro yeah. dose. Oh, okay. There is. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I learned about it. I learned about it a couple of years. I'm like, really? Okay. Oh right. my gosh. Um, yes. But so, as far, yeah. But and then, you know, it's, you're asking about physically a sense of relaxation and peace in the body, if that can be translated into, you know, physical. Yeah. Well, does the. I've heard people talk about this, but in 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 your perspective, do, you know, are are we aiming for like a flow state, the right amount of arousal for your clients? And if so, like, what does that do for their process? Yeah, well, it depends. It it really depends on what. There's so much flexibility and nuance to this. And that's why it takes a little while to become familiar with it and how it affects mm. you for different things and what you want to use it for. So so a flow state would be, I mean, I mean, who you know, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be in a flow state who what well, someone who is in a creative process, um, doing some kind of sports, writing, acting. Um, I wish I knew about microdosing when I took my first acting class and also when I was on stage for the first time because my heart was beating so fast and so hard it was like getting in the way mm. um so I wish I knew about I wish I knew about it so it it quiets everything down it, not everything but it quiets down the mind mm-hmm. so you can be present more present mm-hmm. access your creativity I recently had this kind of crazy experience where i mean it's a simple experience but i was playing i was in new jersey with my folks and they live in an over 55 um community and they have like a pool there and pool tables and ping pong tables in the mm-hmm. in the in the rec area and so my wife and i started playing we to kind of get out of the house for a little bit every night we started playing ping pong for like an hour or two and actually Gigi was there mm-hmm. and i happened to be microdosing during my ping pong game. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where I, and I'm not like a great ping pong player, but I was in, I was, I, I was in it. I was in, I was, in, and there was a moment where I was about to hit the ping pong ball. And all of a sudden it, it seemed as though time froze for a mm-hmm. moment and I could see the logo on the ping pong ball fro- <laughs> frozen. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, whoa. And I, and I was like, what? And I had to like, we, I just stopped and I was, and I, I spoke to Karina and Gigi about it. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, like who wouldn't want it? It was, it's, it was a magic, it was kind of a magical moment. And I know it's, you know, it, it it's a, what, you know, it, it's a, what, you know, kind of a whatever example, but that is pot, you know, you, so yes, that is totally possible and accessible, like freezing in time or losing your sense of time, but in a safe, yeah. In a in a safe and kind of magical way. Well, I've yeah, I've often pondered like a state of like bliss and you know and also like like productive like time, you know, not mm-hmm. just like floating around on a river where you know, it's like time and material things don't matter. Just the presence matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like your one ping pong stroke gave you some practice for that maybe (laughs) yeah so i have another question about like clients and whatnot like so i think a part of coaching would be i I know for me uh with mat and stuff it is it's uh, helping people shed limiting beliefs how does how how does microdosing help with shedding you know limiting beliefs about you know any self-improvement goal or something specific. I don't know. For me to preface this, yeah, I am not a neuroscientist. I, 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 I like in any way possible. Yeah, I play so, one on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so this is like, this is, I guess, the basics. Yeah. Of my understanding of, from some of the research in areas in the area of, of psychedelics and microdosing, based on studies from. Um, institutions such as like John Hopkins, Imperial College of London, MAPS, and my many hours of talking with Gigi and just other trusted sources. Okay. So, got it. Magic mushrooms mm-hmm. contain a psychoactive component. Um, when I say psychoactive, I mean affecting the mind called psilocybin. So, when we ingest the, the, the psilocybin, the mushroom, the, the, the psilocybin enters the brain. And it binds to a specific serotonin receptor called the 5-HT2A serotonin receptor. Mm-hmm. When these receptors take in the psilocybin, they release glutamate, mm-hmm. which is an excitatory neurotransmitter. All right. The glutamate then excites the neurons in the part of the brain called the default mode network. Mm-hmm. The default mode network, um, just kind of a note, is... Uh, contains the part of the brain called the amygdala, which I th- it's fairly it's talked about a lot, um, and that's like the fight or flight part of our brain. Yeah, so, we've specifically been talking about it this season on the podcast. So okay, okay, so it. yeah, so so the psilocybin. So I'll 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 get back to the default mode, mode network in a second, but the psilocybin reduces the amount of blood flow that goes to the amygdala. So we don't get as as triggered. And like these things, you know, it's not an emergency. If we're being mugged, if we're being mugged or chased by, you know, this famous example of being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, we want that. We want that blood to rush the amygdala. But if we're in an argument with our spouse or family member, we don't want that necessarily. We don't want to lose it. So the default mode network Mm-hmm. Um, it's a collection of areas in the brain which 
each have their own specific function and need to work together like a symphony in order to operate optimally as a collective. Mm-hmm. And what has been found clinically is that people with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. have a dysfunctional default mode network, which mm-hmm. is thought to be poor connectivity between certain ranges of the front and rear portions of the brain and too much connectivity in certain areas of the front part of the brain. The important and powerful thing that mushrooms do in the default mode network is that it reduces connectivity in certain regions in the front part of the brain while increases connectivity between certain regions in the front and the rear regions of the brain. And this is important. What I'm about to say is is important for people to understand is that's why macro doses or like tripping doses are so create such a crazy and powerful experience because all of these areas of the default mode, mode network are getting excited at the same time. And that doesn't happen in normal life. Okay? okay. So that doesn't happen in normal life, except the only instance would be if we are in a, like a near, like a near death experience where it happened to me once when I was in Costa Rica and I got swept out into the ocean and I couldn't get back. And mm. for a moment, my body consciousness or whatever we want to call it rose up into the air, like 20 feet in the air. I could see my body in the water, treading water. And then it came down super quickly. Whoa. Um, so huh. that, so those are the two, so that's the only other time. So it's just the extreme, those extreme examples. So, the psychedelics, a macrodose psychedelics provides that extreme example as so does an extreme life example. So why does this, okay, I'm finished. Oh, with that. Good. yeah. Okay. I, loved <laughs> I, I loved it. I, that, that hit, I, yeah, I learned some stuff in there for sure. And, you know, I've, I've tried studying this just to dabble enough to know that I'm safe basically, but that was really cool. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, thank, <laughs> thank, thank Gigi. <laughs> Thank Gigi, really, uh, for that. Okay, so, so, so after explaining all of that, why does it? Why, why, why does all of that matter? We're talking that was that was mostly macrodose. What, what's happening from a microdose level? I see on a daily basis my clients experiencing more awareness and peace in their lives. Mm. What it comes down to, and. I'm getting, I'll get to limiting beliefs is that the default mode network is the part of the brain that is generally responsible for thinking about ourselves. So, Mm -hmm. number one, thinking about ourselves, thinking about other people, and like thinking about the past and the future. Mm. And that in itself is not a problem unless it's a problem (laughs) to the point where we experience obsession obsessing, ruminating, procrastination, limiting beliefs, losing our temper, which I talked about, like becoming self-critical, experiencing addiction, mm-hmm. and having thoughts and behaviors that are not serving us. And these, and usually all of these lead to us experiencing anxiety, depression, and stress. So what microdose seems to do to one de- degree or another is turn off the default mode network. And this allows us to have access to more productivity, compassion. There's a lot of, I'm about to list like 
many benefits right now. So Mm -hmm. compassion opens the heart, creativity, better sleep, more energy, increased emotional awareness, greater emotional connection with people, increased openness, increased sense of, of belonging and gratitude. And, and again, the sense of peace. And two other interesting benefits are that kind of surprised me are reduced PMS symptoms, mm. which you, you probably, which I think many people have probably heard about, but it's yeah. quite powerful and also less stuttering. I grew up with a stutter. Interesting. Okay. And, and so when I speak, I've trained myself from, I kind of worked it out in my mid thirties. I'm 49 now, but I trained myself to speak kind of slowly and intentionally. If you, mm-hmm. you may, if you may mm-hmm. have, have noticed, mm-hmm. but I see, I see all of these, I see my clients benefiting from all these on the daily basis. And, and so limiting beliefs come from possibly a dysfunctional default mode network or, mm-hmm. you know, not like, you know, there, there are different degrees Couple of it. wires tripped. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course there's different degrees of it, right? It's not an on off. So, situation yeah 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 i mean we're all we're all human you know we're human so we're not you know we're perfect in a sense but there's a lot of nuance so the limiting beliefs so what i so we what we found is that the and i'm going to introduce a term called the saboteur well it's the inner critic but i refer to mm. it as the saboteur mm-hmm. the saboteur usually is responsible for limiting beliefs no mm. you can't do that no don't yeah. do that. You're yeah. you're setting yourself up for for something. Yeah. So I'm here to protect you. So the microdosing and the psilocybin turns down the volume of the saboteur, and the mm. inner critic is in that under the umbrella. Amazing. Whew. I only have time for one more question. I'm kind of sad about it. But all right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we could definitely Next do this one. all day. Next one, um, yeah. What are what is like another way without microdosing that people can quiet the that critic and saboteur? Meditation. Yeah. And well, hundred percent meditation. I don't have to, you know. I've ha- had a meditation practice for many years that I kind of go in and out of, and but to sit down. And meditate on a regular basis. It does basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to speak of meditation in length because yeah, it's people can listen time. to other yeah. It's that <laughs> so, but 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 so meditation and then uh, and then also mm-hmm. noticing the saboteur. So there's two things. There's two other things that I want to noticing the saboteur mm-hmm. and also, and I'll leave you with this quote. To punt, to, and I'll leave everyone with this quote they're about. It's a quote by Viktor Frankl, who's an Australian, who was a neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, writer, and Holocaust survivor. And he's famous for a quote that is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. Mm. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. That's a Perfect way to end this. I leave it at that. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's perfect. (laughs) Wow, thank you so much. Do you have any uh, places to point people to tell them where to find you? Yes, or we can just put them in the show notes. 
put him in the sh- yeah, let's put him in the show notes. Um, okay. but leezunascoaching.com. Perfect. And yeah. um yeah, and I have an Instagram and, and and a Facebook. All right. So it'll all be in there. Again, thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you, Jen, so much. I really appreciate it. All right. I can't wait to share this. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.